Shalom. Uh, welcome to our weekly Torah portion. This is Pastor Battle. Praise Yah uh, for you all. Praise Yah that He has given me the opportunity to be able to come before you all again and just uh, do an overview of the previous Torah portion that we've had last Shabbat. Uh, it was called He Approached or Vayagash. Uh, so thank Yah for His mercy. Thank you for His loving kindness. For giving me the opportunity to be able just to um, give a little insight on what we've learned at a Hive Love Ministry through our studies of this Torah portion. So we're going to start praying and we're going to get started. <clears throat> Yahweh, we thank you for the, your mercy. Thank you, Yah, for, for this day. Thank you, Yah, for your loving kindness. For you are awesome and wonderful, marvelous. And we praise you. We pray, Yah, that you will forgive us of all of our sins. As we forgive those who have sinned against us, we pray, Yah, that you would lead and guide us into all truth. That you would convict us by the rule of Kakodesh, your Holy Spirit of sin. And that you would teach us and train us and show us how to please you. We pray, Yah, that through this study of your Torah portion, that you would help us to increase in our trust, our faith in you. For your word says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. So we just praise you and we thank you. For your mercy in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, again, this, this previous week, the Torah portion uh, was coming from the book of Genesis, uh, chapters 44, 18 through 47, 27. And also, <clears throat> also from the book of Ezekiel, uh, 37, 15 through 28. In the book of Acts, again, uh, uh, chapter 7, verses 9 through 16, but we'll specifically be focusing on verses 13 and 15 in that particular chapter. So we, we, we discussed um, last week about Joseph. Uh, just a little review. Joseph had um, was hated by his brothers. He, he had a lot of favor uh, with his father. Father made him a royal tunic or as some translations say a coat of many colors, which was which was showing that when, when uh, Jacob, Yaakov had given Joseph this coat of many colors that he was actually showing him favor, anointing him as a prince uh, before his brothers. See, his brothers hated him. Uh, they could even have a civil conversation with him. Uh, once when he was out um, with the sons of Zilha and Bilha, uh, he brought back to his father a bad report, uh, which they, they did not like, and they couldn't even deal with him in a civil manner. So one day, we know that Jacob, when he was uh, sending Joseph <clears throat> to... Uh, to check on his brothers as they saw him coming, he, um, they 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 plotted to kill him, but Reuben um, talks them out of killing him. You know, said no, let's, let's not kill him. Let's throw him into this pit, and uh, so that's what happened. So we know that he was taken down into Egypt, so as a slave to Potiphar, while right there in the while right there as a slave. Uh, he, he he was accused of attempted rape to um, uh, Potiphar's wife, which which caused him to be thrown into prison or actually uh, into the house of the captain of the guard, which which he stayed for many years. And um, from the captain of the guards, uh, he was uh, brought before Pharaoh because Pharaoh had a dream. And in Pharaoh's dream, you know, Joseph interpreted the dream about the seven years of famine, seven years of uh, plenty. And um, so Pharaoh put Joseph over everything uh, over Egypt except for himself when he was on the throne. So now we're to the point that, jo that Joseph's brothers come to see him uh, once. He, he kind of 
deals with them a little harshly just to see who they are. He, the, the dreams that he had of them bowing to him had come to pass. Uh, and now they're back with Benjamin. And we see that Joseph put a a, 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 a silver cup or a silver bowl of divination bowl uh, in Benjamin's bag and brought them back. So now, the, and, and so the brothers now, we, we, are, we are at a turning point where, where they're brought back and the brothers decide to stay with Benjamin. So we're going to bring out a few points just to kind of help us to see uh, our Messiah in this, you know. <clears throat> the Torah is, is is for teaching, our our for us to learn, for instruction. So in this particular Torah portion, we can see a lot of the Messiah, uh, a lot of his patterns, a lot of his ways. So we, we're gonna bring those points out. So praise y'all. We're just gonna read a little bit, then we're gonna go into our PowerPoint. It says uh, so Genesis forty seven, uh, beginning at verse eighteen says, then Judah approached Joseph and said, please my lord, let your servant. Let your servant say something to you privately, and don't be angry with your servant, <clears throat> for you are like Pharaoh himself. My Lord asked his servants, Do you have a father or a brother? We answered, My Lord, we have a father who is an old man and a child of his old age, a little one whose brother's dead, and 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 so that of his mother's children he alone is left. And he left and he his father loves him. But you said to your servants, Bring him down to me. So that I can see him. We answered, my Lord, the boy can't leave his father. If he were to leave his father, he would die. His father would die. You said to your servants, you will not, you will not see my face again unless, unless your brother's with you. We went up to your servant, my father, and told him what my Lord has said. But when your father said, go again and buy some food, we answered, we can't go down only if our youngest brother is with us will we go down because we can't see the man's face unless your youngest brother is with us. Then your servant, my father, said to us, you know that my wife bore me two sons. The one went out from me and I said, surely he has been torn to pieces and I haven't seen him since. Now, <clears throat> now if you would take this one away from me too, uh, or something happens to, or something happens to him, you would bring my gray hair down to she old with grief. Now, if I go to your to now if I go to your servant, my father, and the boy isn't with us, see, seeing how his heart is bound up, the boy's heart, when he sees that the boy isn't with us, he would die, and your servant would bring your the gray hair of your servants, our father, down to she old with grief, for your servant himself guaranteed his safety. I say, if I fail to bring him to you, then I will bear the blame before my father forever. Therefore, I beg you, let your servant stay as a slave to my, to my Lord instead of the boy, and let the boy go up with his brothers. For how can I go to my father if the boy isn't with me? I couldn't bear to see my father so overwhelmed by anguish. So now we see that Judah... Speaks up. The brothers decide, you know what, we're going to stay with Benjamin and, and, and as they go back to Joseph. <clears throat> and Judah speaks up. He acts as a spokesman. You know, he confesses, you know, that they are innocent of stealing the cup or the money. But they are guilty of, uh, of, of their many wrongdoings. They, they are guilty of other things. You know, now, 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 now Joseph, at, at this point, because we, we, we're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, Things it, it, it's a type of it's a type of Messiah. Listen to this. Here's a here's a salvation principle. Principle number one is you 
and only you are responsible for your sins. You are not responsible for the sins of others. Principle number two is this. It is useless to plead innocence to the Lord. All things hidden are known to God. All are manifested with sin. So, 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 so now here it is. Judah is trying to intercede on the behalf of Benjamin. Even though Joseph, at this point, you know what I'm saying, planted the cup in the, in, in the sack, of course. And he's trying their heart. <clears throat> he, wants, he wants to hold um, Benjamin accountable for the cup. But you see that Judah himself stands up, you know, to try to take on the responsibility for, for, for Benjamin. Instead of allowing Joseph to keep Benjamin you know, as a um, as a slave, Judah says, "You know what? I'll be the one. I, I I'll be the one. You know, that um that um you know take the brunt take the brunt of the power or or, or, or the brunt of the um of the uh, <clears throat> the punishment." So we know that that that, that when it comes to chapter forty five, that uh forty five is a is a chapter based on forgiveness. Because we know because because of Judah's uh, confession and him talking and, and saying what he's saying and how he's pleading, he's pleading for Benjamin, telling Joseph, you know, we've already lost one brother. My father can't take this. This is going to be too much on him. He already said if, if Joseph go, if Benjamin comes to you and we don't bring him back, that we're going to send him down to 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 uh, to she old to the grave. You know, hurt basically, broken hearted. You know, because he's already he's already lost one son that was coming, you know, to, to check on us years ago. And and, and and these two sons are the sons of one of his wives, you know. And so Judas is actually interceding, you know, for Benjamin. And that's that, that's a pattern in the type of, 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 of uh, even of uh, Yeshua interceding on the behalf of us, you know, taking our punishment. You know, taking upon the guilt upon himself, and and we see in chapter forty-five that Joseph can no longer, you know, uh, keep himself together, or, or, or he can no longer control his feelings, you know, because of Judas confessed his guilt and he pled for mercy, and he offered his life in the place of Benjamin, you know, and 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 that right there showed showed Joseph that even their heart was changed. That even shows Judas. Um, uh, maturity and this humility, and so it says that, J that Joseph could no longer contain himself, and he wept tears of pain and joy. Now, listen. Here's a question: What what must have Yeshua have felt while he was hanging on that cross? You know, because Yeshua was on the cross, not for himself, regardless to how man saw it, <clears throat> regardless to how man saw. You know, uh, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, or or or, or, or Herod, or, or or Pilate, regardless to what they saw, or, or even some of the people in the crowd, regardless to what they saw, Yeshua was actually on the cross for mankind. He he, he now, now listen. He comes to save the lost sheep of the house of Israel, of course. You know, because that's the ultimate mission. And he was on the cross for his brothers. You know, so what must he have been feeling on that cross? You know, to be on that cross and then for him to cry out, you know, Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabathani, you know, because because he, he's, he's on the cross for a guilty people. You know, I mean, seriously, he's, he's, on, he's on the cross, you know, 
for for a guilty people. So 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 Judah steps in. Joseph is no longer in, um, uh, able to control himself. You know, so I'm gonna read verse one. Then we're gonna read some more stuff. Listen to chapter to verse one of forty-five. At last, Joseph could no longer control his feelings in front of his attendants and cried, "Get everybody, get everybody away from me!" So no one else was with him when Joseph revealed to his brothers who he was. He wept aloud, and the Egyptians heard, and Pharaoh's household heard. And Joseph said to his brothers, "I am Joseph. It is true that my is it true that my father is still alive?" His brother couldn't answer him. They were so dumbfounded at seeing him. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come closer. And they came closer. He said, I am Joseph, your brothers, whom you sold into Egypt. But, but don't be sad that you sold me into slavery here or angry at yourselves because it was God who sent me ahead of you to preserve life. So Joseph understood the purpose of Yah over his life. The famine had been over the land for the last two years, and for yet another five years there will be there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me ahead of you to ensure that you will have the sinners on earth to save your lives in a great deliverance. So so it was not from so it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of, of all his household, and a ruler of over the whole land of Egypt. So a mission accomplished. Joseph reveals himself. Now here it is. Joseph, Joseph is a pattern of the Messiah. Joseph saves Israel's physical life from a famine. Yeshua saves Israel's eternal life. The brothers go and join themselves to Joseph to be saved. He sends for his father, sends for the household to save them from a famine to, they, they, can, they can cause death. Now listen, so now all who are joined to Israel's covenants by faith in Yeshua are saved. Yeshua saves, jo Joseph sends for his, his family, they come to him, they join him, they are saved. Yah sends Yeshua to die for our sins. Those who are joined to Israel's covenants by our trust, by our faith in Yeshua, we're saved. Joseph ordered his the entire clan to be brought um, to Egypt to, to care for them. Yeshua told his Talmudim, his disciples, to feed my sheep. So he these are a pattern. These are a pattern and these are a type. And there was already there was already a place prepared for Israel. You know, listen, Israel was prepared, Joseph had already suggested Goshen to Pharaoh. So he had already prepared a place, you know. For for the Hebrews, Goshen was a was a wonderful pasture land. Had perfect grazing for sheep. You know, it was away from the bulk of the Egyptian population. You know, because because Joseph understood how the Egyptians saw the Hebrews, because the Egyptians considered Hebrews uh, shepherds to be a, a, of a low class. Um, and, and Goshen allowed Israel a place to grow and to prosper. You know, and um. And so, 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 and, and Pharaoh gave Israel the best, in, the best land to live in. Now, listen, Yeshua says this in the, in the Gospel of John: "In my Father's house are many mansions, are many rooms. I go to prepare a place for you. The way I am, you may be also." So, so that's a pattern and a type. As Joseph went to Egypt, you know, he, he even though he went, th he went through suffering. Yeshua went through suffering, you know. Uh, Joseph brought his family as she was bringing us, you know, to his father's house. So, so, so look at the pattern and the type. 
he, he sends his brothers to his father. He tells them, you know, do not quarrel on your journey. You know, that, 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 that's a principle. <clears throat> and Joseph tells his brothers, don't quarrel. And listen, we also are expected to avoid quarreling on our journey with Yah. We also are expected to avoid quarreling with one another on our journey with Yah. You know, because because unity unity is not a million bodies. Unity is is, is one mind. Excuse, excuse me. Unity is not a million bodies and one mind, but unity are a million bodies and one heart. You know, and so 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 and, and so when Joseph is telling them don't quarrel, they're supposed to be in unity. And, you know, so it, it it is in union with the Messiah. You know that we're supposed to be in. You know, on this journey, the journey, the journey that we're walking in is not supposed to be a bitter journey. It's supposed to walk in unity with one heart, with the Messiah, with the Most High. So, these are some uh, some good principles that I think that we should apply to our everyday life, even when we're going through trials and tests. You have to remember that when Yah gives you a word over your life. He, he, he never says you're not going to go through, but you do have a responsibility to hang on to that word. And this should build our faith. It took Joseph 20 years before he saw his family again. But every word that came out of the mouth of Yah, it happened. You know, Joseph had a dream. In his dream, he saw his, he saw his uh, brothers bowing before him. You know, uh, he even, uh, in one particular dream, saw his father and mother and brothers bow before him. And even though his father rebuked him, you know, his father pondered, his brothers hated him the more. But that was the most high speaking into his life. And it wasn't and, and, and it wasn't for the purpose of making Joseph better than him or, or putting him on a pedestal and say, hey, you know what, you're better than them, they're going to submit to you, they're going to bow to you. But it was for the purpose of Yah saving his family's Life, and so we got to understand that that when Yah speaks into our life and He gives us uh, visions and dreams and gives us a word, we have to know that that word is for a purpose, you know, and it's not just for us, but it's for those who who we come in contact with, those who are a part of our lives, those who we are meeting in the future. It's for their benefit. It's for Yah to do to do His will through us to affect our brothers. To affect other peoples. So we got to have the same mindset. The same attitude as Joseph had. When he saw his brothers. He didn't have a heart of bitterness. You know but he said. he said, It's me Joseph. Come closer. Now his brothers on the other hand. They were dumbfounded. They, they, they were all struck. And they, and they probably felt. You know some a, a strong conviction. Because of what they've done. But he himself. Was not holding any kind of unforgiveness toward them. You know, he was actually, hey, come closer. He said, listen, you, you all may have, meant, may have meant this, you know, for my evil, but God brought me down here to preserve life. He brought me down here to save y'all. So don't worry about what, what, what has transpired. So, so, so that, that, that shows a sense of maturity, even on Joseph's part, because Joseph was still a young man. He was probably around about 30 years old at the most, or 32 at the most, you know, when, uh, Oh, wait, wait a minute, they had seven good years of family. So Joseph was maybe about 39, going on 40 years old. 
because it was 30 when he stood before Pharaoh. They had already had the seven good years. That's 30, that's seven more years. Then they're two years into the famine. So he's, he's around 39 years old. So, 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 you know, he could have been bitter all these years being separated. But he understood the plan and purpose of the Most High over his life. And that should be something that, something that we can should, should take from this also. You know, because I'm pretty sure that, that most that, that the majority of all of us, you know, we believe that Yah has spoken to our lives. You know, even if you're coming into identity, you know, uh, to understand, you know, <clears throat> if you are a descendant of the of the uh, African uh, slaves, that you may be that you are an Israelite. So you come to the understanding that may be foreign to you, but you still have to trust the Father, search the Scriptures, search history, and you got to hang on to that word. Or even if you come into the understanding of a <clears throat> just salvation period. You know, as Yeshua being being the Messiah, you know, and, and you had a background of sin, or or or, or you may maybe have even served another another a false god. Still, you have to understand, keep keep your trust, and know that everything that has happened in your life, from based on the word that Yah has given you, that His word will come to pass, and all that that's happening to you is making you, building you. Building your character and put you in the place that Yah wants to use you. So you got to hang on in there and keep your trust. Amen. So hallelujah. So now we're going to we're going um, to go to uh, chapter forty six, and we see that uh, we're now at the, the the era of the patriarchs is over. Abraham uh, uh, and Yishak, Isaac are dead, and only Jacob Yaakov remains. You know, but now Israel is now given, they're now given a, uh, uh, the status of a nation. You know, uh, their, their name is now, they're now given the name Israelites when they go down into Goshen, go down to, into Egypt. You know, um, so, so, so the status has changed. Amen. So now, so Yah, Yah, tell, Yah, Yah tells, uh, he tells, he calls out to Yaakov, he asks him, he tells him, you know, hey, don't be afraid to go down into Egypt. You know, he's, I'm the God of your father. Don't be afraid. I got you. You know, just go down to Egypt. I'll be with you and I'll bring you into a great, bring, make you into a great nation. You know, and, they, they, and, Yah, and Yah tells him that, you know, that, that he's going to go down to Egypt with him. He's going to bring him back, you know, after Joseph closed his eyes, after he passed away. So now, so, so, so Jacob understands that uh, that 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 this this was the prophetic words that Yah had given to Abraham in Genesis fifteen twelve. <clears throat> when he tell when he tell when Yah tells Abraham, he said, "Listen, your descendants will be strangers in the land, not yours. They're being enslaved for about four hundred years." So 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 Jacob understood the word that was given to Abraham about them going into Egypt, and, and God just comes back and. You know, and, and, and to reiterate that. So Jacob knew that he was going to die in Egypt. You know, he, he, Yah tells him, I'm going to make you a great nation down here in Egypt. So go. So, 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 so it was a status change. It was a, it, it, it was a, it, it was, it was a, a change to fulfill the word that God had given to Abraham. You know, and, and, and so, so, so Yah tells Yaakov, don't be afraid to go down there. Don't be afraid to go down there. You know, I, I, I'm gonna take care of you. So Jacob offers a a, a sacrifice. You know, um, here, say, man, hallelujah. So he 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 offers offers a, a sacrifice, and this was a, a specific kind of sacrifice called 
called Zivahim. Zivahim is the name of the sacrifice that um <clears throat> that Yaakov had offered. And 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 even when Yah uh had told Jacob that he's gonna go uh to Egypt with him, because in the mind of the people of those days, they believed that gods were thought to be territorial. That means that the God only stayed in specific regions, you know, and we and we all know that that's not so with Yah, our Elohim. That he is not just in one particular place, but he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. Amen. So, <clears throat> so, 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 Yah tells Yaakov, you know, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go down to Egypt with you. So, so, so because maybe because Yaakov probably feared that going to Egypt that he would leave Yah behind, but not so. Not so. And why that? And why there's incorrect thoughts for people to have to think. That that God just was territorial. They still believed it. So so so, Yah he tells uh, Yaakov that you know, hey, I got you. I'm gonna take care of you. So he goes and he meets uh, his son Joseph again. He goes down here. He sees his son Joseph. You know, um, he takes uh, uh, it, it says that, that Yaakov took seventy souls with him. When when they, when they went to uh, Egypt, that there was seventy souls, and they, and they named the men. Seventy is only a symbolic number. They really took more than just seventy souls with them. Um, uh, but seventy, it, it, it biblically it indicates uh, a completion of a cycle. Um, but but as I said, more more than than seventy individuals went, and any census any census that was ever taken counted only males. So, so they had at least as many females as males would have been part of Israel, and so, so it was pro it was probably about between 150 or 200 people that went to Egypt. Actually, probably around that number, because you got to remember, you got some females that went with them also, and then some of the people had been taken from Shechem, as the sons of Israel raided the city, you know, and also they would have acquired foreign slaves. So, so it was just more than just. Just seventy souls. So seventy is a, is a symbolic number, number that went down. Um, hallelujah. So, um, so now, in forty six, back in forty six, uh, we we got um, it was it was it was it was first listed Leah's children, then the second list was Zilpah's children. Uh, Leah's servants. Then, then the third was Rachel's children, and the last was Bilhah's children's. Um, Rachel, Rachel's uh, servants. And then you got you got to notice that uh, Manasseh and Ephraim were, were included, but obviously they was born in Egypt and they didn't come from Canaan. So you got to look at look at all that. Hallelujah. So it was a happy reunion. <clears throat> happy re happy reunion, and Judah was sent ahead. <clears throat> And Judah was sent ahead to go to the land to make sure everything was good. So apparently Judah was now firmly entrenched as the heir, apparently. You know, and um so so Jacob and Israel they would immediately go to Joseph. And then Joseph goes to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh the arrival of his family. So then in then in forty seven we see that the the Yaakov meets Pharaoh. You know, the meeting was the meeting agenda was pre-planned because Yaakov was to uh to excuse, because Pharaoh was supposed to ask the occupation and they were to tell him they were shepherds so they can get Goshen, you know. And um, so Jacob blessed uh, Pharaoh, 
He he blessed Pharaoh, and Pharaoh was amazed and, and astonished to see Yaakov, because Pharaoh probably had never met anyone as old as him, because when when Yaakov got before Pharaoh, he was 130 years old, and the Egyptians did not live that long. The Egyptians did not live as long as the Hebrews. So Pharaoh had never, probably never met anybody as old in his life as as Yaakov, and Yaakov blessed him. And um, so now we got as time progressed. You know, after after the family is in the land, and 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 Jacob meets he meets uh, Pharaoh, blesses him, and um, we see that they're restored. The famine gets worse. We see that the famine gets worse, and this is all in, in chapter forty-seven. The family gets worse. The people begin to run out of money uh, to buy the grain. So then they had to sell their livestock, and then when their livestock was gone, they sold their land to Pharaoh, and then when their land was gone, they sold themselves to Pharaoh. But it was Joseph's face that they saw and dealt with the whole time. And that's significant because you, you can kind of see where the people's mindset is going to go or where their mindsets are uh, when, when they begin, when, when, when the word says that um, after, after Joseph had died, they wrote, they were, there was rose another, another Pharaoh. And this Pharaoh did not know Joseph, you know. So with this Pharaoh not knowing Joseph, uh, some 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 say that it means that he had no regards for Joseph, or he didn't care anything about Joseph, or he didn't care anything about Joseph's God, you know. So so <clears throat> so you gotta look at that. So so it was it was Joseph's face that they that they saw and dealt with the whole time, and the land the land was leased back to the former uh, the former owners, and they became servants. You know, so you can kind of see the hatred begin because everything was Joseph's plan and his administration. And he was seen taking the people's land at liberty. You know, while, the, while all the while the Egyptians are suffering and selling their, their, their livestock, becoming slaves, selling their lands, you have the Israelites who are prospering in Goshen. You know, so, so, and so you got, you got to kind of. Look at that, and then you know, after Joseph died, you can kind of see Egypt taking retribution by enslaving the non-prosperous Hebrews. So, so that that's um that that's significant when you when you read that. So you can kind of get an understanding when we when we get ready to go into Exodus. You know why Joseph? You know why why why, why the Egyptians did what they did. <clears throat> so now, uh, so the only task remains now as we're going to get into our next Torah portion is the blessing. So we're gonna get into the blessing. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave from this Torah portion, uh, this part this part of Torah portion. We're gonna to go to the book of Ezekiel, you know. Then we're gonna to go to the book of Acts, and we're gonna get um, get ready for, for the, uh, this coming up Shabbat for the blessing that that uh, Jacob going to, is going to give to his sons. So now we're gonna to go to Ezekiel thirty seven. Amen. We're going to go to Ezekiel 37, verses 15 to 28. And this time in, in Ezekiel, I'm going to read um, the entire chapter. Because you can see, you, 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 you're going to see in this chapter uh, a reconciliation as Yah reconciles uh, the house of Judah and the house of Israel to make them one house. You know, and you can kind of see, see the division. Listen, you had Judah and Benjamin was split. Now, now, because you, Israel consists of two kingdoms, the whole entire nation of Israel consisted of two kingdoms. They were still one people, and they both and, and, and both of the kingdoms still belonged to Yah. 
you know, in the name of the dominant kingdom, the uh, the name of the dominant tribe, it was the ruler over the kingdom. So we had the tribe of Judah, or the kingdom of Judah, and we had the kingdom of Ephraim. And some Bibles say uh, the kingdom of Israel, but it's actually the kingdom of Ephraim. And um, and, and of course we know that we know that, that, that these tribe these tribes were were split up because of the disobedience of Solomon, the, the the wisest man over all the earth. He he was disobedient. He committed idolatry, did some horrible things. So we have we so we so never so from from that Solomon's disobedience. You know the the kingdom the the tribe the kingdom was split in two, and Judah was 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 a, was a southern kingdom. The southern kingdom consisted of Judah. It was the most dominant tribe in the southern kingdom, and it was Judah, Benjamin, and some of the tribe of Levi, uh, the Levites, as people say, um, some of the, some of the tribe of Levi. And then you had the northern kingdom, which was called Ephraim, and he had all the other tribes. And also some of the tribe of Levi. You got to remember that Levi, Levi, uh, did not have an inheritance per se as far as land is concerned. But they, but they were given forty-eight cities. Uh, so they was throughout all of Egypt. Oh, excuse me. Ooh, forgive me. They was throughout all of Israel. But Yah was their inheritance. So now we're gonna go to Ezekiel thirty-seven, and we're gonna read. We're gonna read uh, fifteen through twenty-eight <clears throat> in its entirety says, the word of Adonai came to me, you human being, take one stick and write on it. For Judah and those joined with him among the people of Israel. Next, take another stick and write on it. For Yosef, the stick of Ephraim, and all the house of Israel who are joined with him. Finally, bring them together in a single stick so that they become one in your hand. When your people ask you, what what all this means? Tell them that Adonai Elohim says this, or or or, or uh, instead of saying Adonai, it says Yahuwah Elohim, or Yahweh Elohim says this. I would take the stick of the house of Yosef, which is which is in the hand of Ephraim, together with the tribes of Israel who are joined with him, and put them together with the stick of Judah, and make them a single stick, so that they become one in my hand. The sticks on which you write, on which you write, are to be in your hand as they watch. They, then say to them, says Yahuwah Elohim, I would take the people of Israel from among the nations where they have gone and gather them from every side and bring them back to their own land. I will make them one nation in the land on the mountain of Israel, and one king will be the king over over all of them. There will no longer be two nations. They they will never again be divided into two kingdoms. They will they will they will never again defile themselves with idols, their detestable things, or any of their transgressions. But I will save them from all the places where they have been living and sinning, and I will cleanse them so that they will be my people, and I will be their Elohim. My servant David will be king over them, and all of them will have one shepherd, and they will live by my rulers and keep my uh, keep and observe my regulations. They will live in the land I, I gave to Yahweh, my servant, where your ancestors live. They will live there. They 
their children and their grandchildren forever. And David, my servant, will be their leader forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them, an everlasting covenant, and I will give them, and I will give them increase their numbers, and set my sanctuary among them forever. My home will be with them. I will be their Elohim, and they will be my people. The nations will know that I am Yahuwah, who set Israel apart as holy, when my sanctuary is with them forever. So now this this is a um, a wonderful chapter because it's talking about <clears throat> it's talking about um, Israel and and, and uh, Ephraim and Judah coming back together as one. And you got to remember we studied in our earlier Torah portions. If you go back to them, uh, Judah. It was Judah who 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 at one point in time seemed to be competing with Joseph and Ephraim. Joseph is is the son of Ephraim is the son of Joseph. You know, and so so Yah says for Joseph, for Joseph the stick of Ephraim and all the house of Israel who were joined with him. So so Judah was the one who's supposed to be in charge. Listen, Reuben, when he gets his father, slept with his concubine, basically started in a coup. You know, he lost he lost the status of firstborn. Then you got Simeon and Levi killed men in their anger. These are the first three oldest sons of Yaakov. The fourth in line of the son of Leah was Reuben. Excuse me, was Judah. You hear Reuben, Simeon, and Levi, who was discredited, discarded, you know, and, and, and as far as being as far as having the firstborn portion, because of Reuben, what he did against, I said, had said with his father's concubine, and Simeon and Levi, you know, what they did, they killed me in their anger. But uh, Judah was the fourth one, so so the authority would go to Judah. Then you got to understand Joseph was the firstborn son of Rachel, and you can kind of see that Judah maybe had some kind of contention or he was competing with Joseph or kind of jealous. But you know, in the beginning, because it was Judah who suggested to sell their brother's slave. But also we see Judah, you know, uh, in Genesis thirty-eight. His character changed, you know, when he's dealing with Tamar, how Yah humbled him. And we see his maturity when uh, he began to talk to his father about taking Benjamin down to Egypt. <clears throat> and Yah said he's going to bring them back together and make them one house, one stick, going to be one house. And he said his servant David is going to watch over them and be their shepherd. Now, of course, we know that, 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 that King David was 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 dead long long dead so 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 ezekiel is not talking about actual david he's talking about the mashiach he's talking about yahshua our, our mashiach is going is going to shepherd over the people of israel he's going to shepherd over us you know and Yah's going to bring us back to one nation he's going to teach us his rules his commands he's he's going to um cleanse us of our sins he's going to restore us you know, it's always a promise. And, and, and look at the pattern now. Even in Genesis, how Yah restored. He restored Yosef. You know, he revived Yaakov with Yosef. He restored the sons. His other sons, Yah, Yah is a God of restoration. He restores. He brings us back. Even after we've done wrong. Look at what their brothers did now. They wanted to kill him. Murder was seen. Murder, as I told you in the previous lesson, murder has seen uh, killing someone. Death seemed to have been the way for the brothers. Remember, Judah wanted, Judah wanted Tamar killed for the crown of fornication. The, the other brothers killed uh, the men of Shechem. And then when, 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 um, 
when it was when Joseph sent his men to get the cup, you know, out, out of Benjamin's bowl, first thing they said, whoever got the cup, let him die. <laughs> you know, so so so, you talking about some uh, some wickedness, what, what, some wickedness, some wicked men, and what what they wanted to do to their brother, and how y'all restored them, brought them back, and even how y'all's gonna restore us and bring us back as one house called the house of Israel, and, and y'all's gonna restore. He, 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 he's going to join us together. He, he's going to make us whole. And he is going to be our Elohim. And, th and this is going to be for us and our grandchildren, our ancestors, we, that we're going to live in the land that he had promised to give our forefather, Abraham. So we got to know these things. And when one thing about it, we have to know that Yahweh is going to bring his word to pass. If you look in the, in the book of Hebrews, it says through faith, through trust and patience, one shall inherit the promise. So you don't don't get impatient with this. You know, be patient, remain obedient, remain faithful. You know, and you and, and, and watch God's word come to pass in our lives as a nation, as a whole, uh, individually. Because Yah keeps His word. He means what He says, and He does what He says. He He He, he, he His word is honorable. You know, I, I've never seen anywhere in a pattern of the Scripture of Yah telling a lie. You know, He's not a man that He should lie. You know, he, he tells the truth. And we have to know this. Of course, we have a slanderer. We have an accuser who, who, who will always accuse y'all of lying. He'll even try to accuse you. But we can't believe uh, his words. He's a liar. He was a liar from the beginning. He kept on sinning from the beginning. He's a, he's a, he's a rebellious individual who doesn't like our, our Elohim. You know, so we can't believe his words. So we can't follow after him. But we, but we as a people, individually and as a whole, have to submit ourselves to the word and the will of Yah, and let his word come to pass in our life. Because it will, it will. Just remain faithful, remain obedient, and watch Yah do what He says. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're gonna go to the to the book of Acts uh, now, uh, chapter seven. And we're gonna we're gonna read uh, verse nine verse nine through sixteen, but we're gonna put our focus on thirteen uh, and fifteen through fifteen. So it says this uh, Acts uh, seven, verse nine says, "Now the patriarchs grew jealous of Joseph and sold him into slavery in Egypt, but Adonai was with him. He rescued him from all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who appointed him chief administrator over Egypt and over all his household." Now there came a famine that caused much suffering throughout Egypt and Canaan. But when Yaakov heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our fathers death the first time. The second time, Yosef revealed his identity to his brothers, and Yosef finally became known. Yosef's family became known to Pharaoh. Yosef sent them, sent for his father Yaakov and all his relatives, seventy-five people. And Yaakov went down to Egypt. There he died, as did our ancestors, other ancestors. Their bodies were removed to Shechem and buried in the tomb. And Abraham had, the Abraham had brought from the family of Hamar and Shechem for a certain sum of money. So now we see that, that again, we see the pattern. You know how how Joseph went to Egypt, went to Egypt as a slave, and Yah delivered him from all of his troubles. And he reconciled him with his family after seeing them a second time. You know, they became known as Pharaoh and our ancestors, Yaakov, our forefather, and our ancestors um, went to Egypt. 
and this way Yaakov died. As Yah's word came to pass, but he was buried. As as Yah told him, I'm gonna have your body brought up out of here, and you're gonna be buried with your fathers. So you and, and then there's a lot more to this, to this. But this is just only an overview of of uh, the Torah portion. If you want to get a little deeper in depth, you can go to our YouTube page where we have uh, weekly Torah Torah classes every week, uh, and we get a little, little bit more in depth. You can also ask questions and make comments on the page. And if you have any questions uh, to us, you can you can email us at truthoftheword at hotmail.com when you where we can respond to your questions. We have a YouTube page also, and you can go to our website. That's ahavloveministry.com. That's A-H-A-V-L-O-V-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y.com. Where you can ask questions, see what we have going on, the latest events, and even look at the tour portions that we uh, have on there. So praise y'all for you all. Thank you all for listening to this week's Torah portion. May y'all bless you and may he keep you. I'm going to pray. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your mercy. Y'all ask you to help us to continue to walk in our trust towards you, to be obedient to your word, to know that you mean what you say, and that we can live and trust and take you at your word. Y'all, we thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for being our strength and our salvation and our, and our deliverer. So we praise you for restoring Israel, making them into one house, the house of Judah and the house of Israel, uh, becoming one house, cleansing Israel from all of their sins, all of our sins, y'all, uh, teaching us your regulations and your rulings and having uh, having uh, Yeshua as our Mashiach to watch over us, to keep us, to shepherd us. So, y'all, we thank you and we praise you and we glorify you in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Shalom, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.